0: Hi everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of Priority Status by J Public Relations. This is your host, Amy Ogden. I'm the Senior Vice President of Brand at JPR. Today's guest is Vladka Barchan. Vladka is founder and CEO at Fifth Revenue. She's also the Senior Director of Revenue Strategy at RevRock. Today, Vladka is going to join us to talk about the current state of hotel revenue and some really top market insights, especially as we move into um, what we may say are some changing times in the industry. Uh, Vladka is going to be just a wonderful part of today's show. And so if you work in the hotel business, especially on the revenue side, you're going to want to listen in. And even if you don't, you're going to learn so much today. So as always, thank you for listening. Hi, Vlatka. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Amy. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Um, I know I gave our listeners just a very quick intro to you at the beginning, but I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and um, just sort of what your impact is in the hotel
1: space. So as you mentioned, I currently am in a dual role. I manage my own company, which is Fifth Revenue, and doing projects through that, whether it is forecasting or budgeting, what you need for uh, your hotel. But I'm also managing multiple hotels day to day. Through RevRock, I have a team uh, under my belt and currently 12 hotels. At the moment, they're all in New York market. But I have managed Miami and Boston, et cetera. Um, Within RevRec, we do have a portfolio of over 50 hotels. So we really have an idea of what is happening within the market. And we get a lot of insights from different hotels, different ownerships, different uh, hotel groups. So it is really exciting. And I'm happy to give a little bit more insight of what has been happening in the first quarter. I'm
0: I'm glad. Before we dive in, I want to know a little bit more, you know, and I think when people think about jobs in hospitality, revenue management is not top on the list. Um, And so tell us a little bit more about your career path and how you even ended up here.
1: Oh, sure. So I have been in hotel operations for over 10 years, Uh, certain positions like front office manager and restaurant manager. I opened a restaurant. I was assistant general manager, et cetera. And then I kind of made that transition in the back of the house. I was really interested in the financial part of the hotels, and uh, it's been really interesting. I never thought I could see myself doing that for the rest of my life. Do you but have? Sorry for interrupting. Do you have a special education that
0: was required for this?
1: I mean, I have master's degree in uh, hotel management um, and economics, so definitely getting a background on the business part of it. Uh, but yes, I'm really enjoying making enjoying making an impact. Uh, within the industry and kind of, you know, seeing those numbers, which are actually um, what I am doing day to day with my actions and within the team. So
0: that is pretty cool, right? Like I, not everyone has a job where they can see that immediate A, B connection.
1: Correct. Yes. And that's really,
0: probably really satisfying. That in is job. very satisfying, yes. Sure. When you meet that budget or... <laughs> right? Or you make a recommendation and then you see the impact. It's like, oh, gr- that worked. Yeah.
1: And most of their um, hotels that I currently work with, which is also... Um, Part of my background are more luxury hotels. So definitely, uh, it is much more volatile to manage those hotels. And your decision really do make an impact there.
0: What, what makes a luxury hotel more volatile to manage?
1: It just responds differently to the market. So uh, let's say if the market is declining, the luxury hotel will decline further most likely so the luxury market will decline further. Um, obviously as people are not willing to spend as much, uh, the travel will decline and it will be impacted on the um, you know highest priced product.
0: Absolutely okay got it. Um, so I guess let's start kind of higher level. How is the market doing this year <clears throat> and how does that affect hotels currently?
1: Market has not been in a good shape. <laughs> um, last year, actually, it grew significantly. So um, for the uh- First quarter in last year, let's say luxury product grew 16%. A lot of this was inflated with the DHS, so a lot of out of hotels uh, had DHS business, the homeless. What is DHS for our listeners? It was pretty much the um, government initiative to uh, turn some hotels into homeless shelters. Oh, okay, so that...
0: Is skewed the number?
1: Correct. Okay. So actually, it just uh, pushed a lot of demand into uh, Manhattan because a lot of outer boroughs uh, were not available anymore with okay. their supply, and it just really made everything grow last uh, quarter in uh, two thousand eighteen. This year, anyhow, it kind of flipped. So. Um, you know, our prediction were that the market is going to decline, but just not as much. March decline in double digits, so everybody's kind of um, shocked, and uh, you know, everybody was scrambling to get any business that was coming to the city. Um, obviously, now April and onwards, uh, things are looking better uh, with the Easter, etc. Uh, the but weather nice. just
0: turned this week. It's so beautiful. Correct. Everyone's outside. Everyone wants to be here. here. Yes,
1: we are all excited yes. to get the change going right. for sure. Uh, but yes, so overall, um, as I kind of mentioned, the luxury market really hurt even more. And um, within my portfolio, uh, we call my current cluster VAP cluster because all the luxury hotels are in there. Um, so those, um, you know, were impacted even more. But we have definitely taken some actions because we predicted decline. Not as much of a decline that happened, but we definitely uh, predicted. Um, and, you know, everybody was ready for it. So we were mitigating that ADR loss with some occupancy growth. Um, and, you know, just kind of looking at the whole portfolio, uh, the loss was definitely much, much smaller than what happened to the market or the luxury market.
0: That is really smart, right? Having a good revenue management team, they have a bit of a crystal ball as far as what the market looks like it's going to do. So it's not only maintaining smart revenue management in the moment, um, but also planning for what's coming. And like you said, maybe mitigating a down in one area with an up and another to just hold tight through maybe a bit of a rocky time.
1: Correct, yes, and just um, kind of you know looking at uh, some of the numbers that happened right now um, within the first quarter overall, everybody declined uh, the whole market about over seven percent. So. You know, expectations from the owners um, are normally high. When you do your budgeting, oftenly you get your budgeted numbers back, saying, "No, no, you got to make more," uh, even though we know that potentially is not realistic. What I really love about uh, current situation at Rev. Uh, Revrock, we do budget and forecast really realistically. And um, we do present to the owners based on what we predict market is going to do. So we do take um, STR data numbers. So this would be the reporting for the hotel. And we predict what is going to happen. um, And we make our projections based on that. So um, overall, it is more realistic. And then as you have a realistic goal to go towards, your team is also much more motivated. Uh, We work very closely with sales team, with marketing, with PR. Um, Everybody's strategies need to be aligned. And as you're going towards the more realistic goals, it really makes sense for everybody to do that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as much as big goals are fun to look at on paper, you know, (laughs) if we're in a position where maybe this just isn't the year for those, you want to be realistic, correct. Um, Part of your dual role is with RevRock. Tell our listeners a little more about RevRock, just so they have kind of an understanding of that part of your role.
1: So, of course, um, currently within RevRock, what I love about it it is more of a startup atmosphere. And uh, it is kind of one big room, even though it is no longer a startup, right? (laughs) It is one big room with a lot of revenue management talent, whether it's analysts or directors or area directors, seniors. And we all come from different backgrounds with different knowledge. With different hotels. You know, some come from branded hotels, some come from luxury. You manage those hotels very differently, they need different attention, different strategies. Different people know different systems, so we learn from each other. You'll often have somebody shout out, Hey, what is going on today? You know, I'm not moving any rooms. And you know, definitely few people will shout back at you and tell you their insights. So it is really a great learning atmosphere. That's so
0: cool. I think when you think of hotel revenue management, you don't think of it as being as so collaborative and lively and kind of in the moment. Correct. Almost like watching a market and adjusting your plan moment by moment based on real life data.
1: Correct That's and cool. Managing so many hotels uh, right now, we have you know over fifty hotels within our portfolio um, throughout North America, and we just kind of see how market breeds. So you really get a lot of ideas of what is going on. Uh, so I really love that. And you know, before just being kind of at the hotel level or corporate level, you're the only um, you're the only one giving the information out, right? And you're not being maybe as current as you are in this kind of atmosphere. So this is really beneficial for hotels. I really like that. So
0: just so I'm clear um, and our listeners are too, it sounds like RevRock almost kind of sounds like JPR in a way where a hotel can either have an in-house PR team or person or they can partner with an agency, or sometimes they actually have both. They have an in-house team or person, and they partner with an agency. Correct. That's kind of a similar model, right? So you might work with a property that you are their Whole, you know, revenue management arm, partner, Correct. or they might have someone in-house who you really partner with?
1: Yes. Okay. So it depends. We will take different roles based on uh, whatever hotels' needs are, you know, their sizes um, and kind of what direction. Sometimes there will be uh, a chain of hotels with a revenue corporate office, so we will work with the corporate office, so they yeah. will not have anybody sitting at the property, but, you know, they will outsource it to us. Anyhow, we do definitely act day-to-day day like we are uh, there. Right, that's great. <laughs> yes, we are just a funkle away, so <laughs> that's great. That's just like we are. Um,
0: so let's talk about. So, some of our listeners uh, may not have a Vladka or a Revrock <laughs> on speed dial. Um, if someone is running a luxury hotel right now and they're also, you know, looking at their crystal ball and seeing a market um soften a bit, what are some of the actions that you have taken for properties to mitigate some of those losses that maybe they could also pull some inspiration from?
1: I think the most important thing is to look at your pace and take actions towards where your pace is. And look really far out. A lot of hotels, you know, or revenue managers just look at next 90 days you need to think at least a year ahead right every morning when i'm changing rates i'm changing for 365 days um because to see what happens and where is each one standing so when we know certain things in the future you know for um next year we know that you know March is probably going to be flat, or Q one is probably going to be flat. So we need to stay on pace where we are at the same time right now towards that. And if we know it's going to be a down market for a certain month, then what are we going to do? You know, to to mitigate. What is the strategy that we're going to take? Are we going to, you know, maybe go for a different type of business at that time? Are we going to? Um, you know, we have to think about the booking windows for certain hotels, where are your guests coming from, certain markets, you know, um, is, is, let's say a a lot of, are a lot of your guests coming from Asia, they're booking in January. So you need to have in January, your rates ready for July and August for their vacations, because we all know they're mostly going to book at that time of year. So just be prepared. Um, And I, I think, one tip that I would really um, give to everybody is change your reporting, change things around. Because kind of looking at, you know, obviously you're constantly looking at the the information that you need to look at, but add things to it. You know, what are some of the opportunities? Can you yield more on the room types? Can I change the the differential between those room types? What can I do to kind of create more base? So,
0: Okay, yeah, that all makes a lot of sense. You know, something that I... Also love um, working with JPR. We manage PR for the luxury hotels and social media campaigns as well. Is It's so exciting to us when the revenue team provides the data because then we can often drive the PR and social media campaigns Correct. to
1: fit those, maybe those need seasons or those opportunities. And it is really important, and I get that feedback a lot from uh, companies such as yours that you know work with different hotels, when revenue gets involved, and everybody makes the joint decisions, it totally makes sense, right? So, what is your company going to do for the hotel? Right. You know, should have uh, should be in line with what the numbers show. And you know, are we looking for more volume in this month? So, with which kind of campaign are we going to run? Or are we looking for more ADR? So, are we going to run a suite promotion? And are we going to you know put our uh, public relations towards that so um, definitely you know work together with the teams
0: absolutely so what channels when we look at things like direct versus OTA you know what channels should hotels be looking at right now
1: in general all of them I think it is important not to uh you know put away any business uh, especially if you know that let's say it is going to be a down market anyhow uh, you know, working with companies such as yours, it um, gives the opportunity to hotels to grow their direct business. Obviously, with no commission, uh, this is important, and everybody's putting a lot of efforts into that. Those direct bookings. Correct, correct. Right. And
0: so for our listeners, direct booking is exactly what you think it is. That's when you book directly with the hotel versus through another third-party website.
1: And it is more personable uh, at the end of the day. Um, you know, at, at that time, the front desk receptionist, for example, is going to know more information about you when you book directly sure. and things like well, that. Well,
0: uh, you know, personal anecdote. Last year, I was at South by Southwest, and we went to check into our hotel, and um, the front desk. Person said, "Oh, we didn't have you guys booking or uh, joining us until tomorrow night. There was an error, but because you booked direct, we're able to make this change immediately. And and um, so, just that was one perfect example of." the benefits of a direct booking, they were able to make an edit right there at the front desk for us. Right.
1: Um, Anyhow, but what we normally do, you know, we have a lot of great partners um, through online travel agencies. So, you know, we always... And online travel agencies for our listeners are... OTAs. (laughs) So it would be like... Like Booking.com, Expedia, Hotel Tonight, um, you know, uh, such as those. And uh, definitely... You know, we have great partnership with them as well, and they will especially help you when it is a down market. So uh, giving the same promotions that, you know, you do directly to them and kind of being parity, it's really important, okay. um, you know, and, and keeping that relationship going is definitely important. Because uh, if the brand of a hotel is not as strong, they definitely need help from online travel It agencies. all works in harmony. Correct, yeah. correct. And of course, uh, you know, uh, work with your sales team on your corporate business, um, on your consortia business and then on your groups. And when you know um, that the market is going to be down, just be a little bit more lenient on the way that you quote those group rates. So, you know, you're kind of creating the base and think of, think of it that way uh, for the down market time.
0: That sure makes sense. And while you're focusing on income through room bookings, you know certainly also looking at your expenses as well is such a big part of that.
1: Definitely, um, you know, we, if you look at the whole picture, there's a lot of initiatives that hotels are, are doing just to kind of help that bottom line uh, when the times are not good. Um, a lot of hotels have developed their upsell programs, so those are the interesting parts of uh, our jobs where we get involved with you know teaching people. how to uh, sell that suite that might be sitting empty uh, for tonight while they have guests in front of them, and how do they motivate them um, you know, to, to maybe still have the opportunity to have this great experience in a suite but maybe not pay the top price because the suite has not been booked for the day off. And this is just, at the end of the day, incremental revenue. So we do get involved a lot with incremental revenue and um, those charges and kind of work together with the front office team, reservations teams on that.
0: So if a hotel leader is listening right now and they are ready to sharpen their pencil and take another look at their pricing strategy for this year, what would be a few pieces of advice that you would give them on setting and adjusting their pricing along the way?
1: What I have noticed, and this has been trends trend for years now, um, everybody's kind of let's say tanking their rates on the day off, so Finding that happy medium of putting enough business on the books far out and um, you know, just booking those rooms based on your day of the week that you, um, you see the pattern on time, so you don't have to be part of the, you know, those hotels that have twenty rooms left to sell on the day off and need to discount by hundred dollars. Uh, I think uh, this is more of a strategy, but of course, you know, keep in mind uh, sold out nights and don't sell that out too early, <laughs> because things that actually happened a few weeks ago, things were going for over thousand dollars in New York was just a big compression in the city and you know it wasn't um, generated with any huge event which is when we normally expect that like United Nations General Assembly or those things. Yeah. Right. Um and it was just it was kind of fun. We were talking to each other, you know, we were always selling hotels. It was it was really fun. I
0: love that. We love compression. (laughs) Yes. Um as we wrap up, this has been just so informative and I love that. I love to give our listeners really tactical takeaways that they can apply. Any final words of advice, um, especially again for those running hotels right now, whether it's from a sales and marketing standpoint, operations or revenue?
1: Everybody's being really, really, really competitive when, you know, there's a lot more supply than demand coming into the city. So just be creative. And uh, as I mentioned, really do work together as a team amongst the revenue, uh, amongst marketing, amongst PR, amongst sales, uh, general manager. Everybody should be involved. So really make the joint decisions, brainstorm and think ahead.
0: I like that. Thank you for your time. If our listeners want to find you and get in touch with you, where can they
1: find you? Sure. So um, they can either go to RevRock.com. R-E-V-R-O-C. You got it.com. Dot com. And uh, they can also go to Fifth Revenue. So this would be if you need anything little projects, any help, need a little cleanup within your hotel, Sorry. going through transition. We're there for you.
0: That's awesome. Well, Vladka, thank you so much for being here. I, Our listeners, I, I didn't tell you this at the beginning, but I actually, I met Vladka at a hospitality conference a couple of years ago and <laughs> she's just a gem and she really knows what she's talking about. And I think sometimes hotel revenue can feel a little, you know, starched white shirt-esque. <laughs> and when this Lovely woman in a floral dress walked up to me and told me she manages hotel revenue. I was like, tell me more. Um, and it's really been a pleasure knowing you for the past couple of years. Oh, I've you. had the the fund of yeah, brought you into our office to talk to my teams. We've worked on a couple of projects together, and it's just always really a pleasure. I learn something every time. Oh. And um, and I do want our listeners to know, you know, look, the future is unpredictable. I think we all know that it's been a fun run for the last decade. And we might have to just take a take a little shorter breath here, but it's all going to be great. And with some good planning and a strong team, we're all going to be just fine and come out even better. So as always, our amazing priority status listeners, you guys are the best. It means so much to us that you take some time out of your week and join this journey of ours. And um, I just want to thank you all again for your time. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know, rate, review, subscribe, keep being a part of this. And um, until next time, everyone travel elevated.